Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing. Uh, recorded today in from my apartment <laughs> on the Lower East Side. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly, co-editor of PW Comics World, and editor of The Fanatic, PW's twice-a-month comics and pop culture newsletter. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. All right. This week, I have the great pleasure to be inter- in, uh, to interviewing uh, a creative couple. Um, uh, for, in fact, their second work, um, and we're going to talk about this, the new work, and the previous work. So I'm going to be talking to Sienna Cherson Siegel, the author of Tiny Dancer, uh, and her collaborator and, uh, and artist, uh, who also happens to be her husband, uh, Mark Siegel. Uh, and, and let me quickly give people just a little bit of information about you. Uh, Sienna is the author of the book, but uh, she's also a trained dancer, trained for years at the School of American Ballet as a child. She danced with the New York City Ballet uh, before turning to education. We're going to talk about all of this. She's also the author of To Dance, and this was a young people's book. And then what was the year it was published? Uh, 2006. 2006. Um, uh, also collaborating with, uh, Mark Siegel. Uh, and Mark Siegel, let's talk about him a little bit. Uh, besides being the co-creator of To Dance and Tiny Dancer, and I should say Tiny Dancer will be published by Athenaeum this month. Uh, he is also, uh, just an acclaimed comics artist. Uh, you know, I, I won't embarrass him, but we'll, we'll, we'll effuse about him a little bit more later. The author of Sailor Twain, uh, the Five World series. Uh, and when he's not creating acclaimed graphic works, he's also the founder and director of First Seconds Book and a pioneering figure in uh, the graphic novel ca- category and what we see today uh, with comics across the board. Okay, how's that? There you go. Um <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, to be here. There you go. Well, I had to get it all in there. Um, it's great to see the both of you and to talk to you about this book. I know uh, nothing about ballet. Uh, in fact, what I do know about ballet, I learned uh, from um, some from, from To Dance and a lot more from Tiny Dancer. Uh, you know, of course, like most um, lay people, uh, you know, I know the great figures. I know the certain ballets just from – you know, osmosis, cultural osmosis. Uh, but, you yeah. know, both of these books really uh, give a, a window into the art and into the discipline. Um, uh, and certainly Tiny Dancer, in many ways, just like today, is, is really gives, gives great insight into the inner world of Sienna and what it means to be a dancer. Um, so, okay, I'm going to stop talking at any minute now, um, but just to set the scene for all this, um, it, 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 my first questions will be to Sienna, and we'll get to you, Mark. Uh, so, actually, can you tell us a little bit about both of the books? Uh, because they seem to mirror each other. Yeah, sure. Um, well, with the first book, To Dance, um, I think the main the the main goal in that book was to to give a little bit of a a glimpse into what it's like when uh you know a young girl me absolutely falls in love with dance wants to do it nonstop and decides that they they they're going to try to you know become a dancer 
And so my path happened to be that I went from living in Puerto Rico and dancing uh, down there, uh, taking classes in a local ballet school there and dancing on the beach as much as I could uh, to moving to New York. And so I thought it would be, it might be something people would be interested in hearing um, what it was like to be in New York at that time uh, in the late seventies, early eighties, where, when New York was really the capital of, of the ballet world, everybody wanted to be dancing there. Everybody wanted to be dancing either at the New York city ballet or American Ballet Theater, which were the two companies of New York at the time. And um, I happened to end up getting into the school of the New York City Ballet, the, the School of American Ballet, when Balanchine, who started the mm-hmm. school, was still alive and was still, was still the head of the school mm-hmm. and the company. So I ended up there, and, and I thought, well, you know, I'm going to write a book about the love of ballet, my love of ballet, and what it was like to be um, a girl growing up in New York at the time doing ballet. Mm. That was the main, really the main thrust of the book. Um, and it, because it covered, you know, those teen years, I, I, I just touched briefly on why I stopped, which mm-hmm. was because of, you know, it started off with the injury that that to dance mentions and mm-hmm. just briefly goes 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 into now. After that book came out, I really knew that there was there was a lot more um, to the story. Of course, you know mm-hmm. that could have been put in there. First of all, because it was for younger readers, and also it was a short book. It was it was mm-hmm. almost it was like a picture book in a way, but a graphic novel um, type picture book. So, um, so I knew that there was a lot more that could have, you know, could be said. And also I, I really wanted to try to look into, um, well, what is it like more in detail when somebody who's a teenager has been, you know, doing something their whole life and then decides they're, they, they're not, they're not just going to be doing that as a job anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to be their, their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, this book goes more heavily into those teen years when I was, when after I got the injury and when I was trying mm-hmm. to figure out, um, whether I would keep dancing or not. So it's a diff, it's the same period of time from a very different point mm-hmm. of view. And it, and I, I feel like this one is more like, um, the inside story in a way, uh, more of what, what, what it was like to be 15, 16 and, and going through that. Yeah, I mean, I, what I, I, I just to add on to that, I mean, the book, as I said, uh, uh, to dance almost offers a map to Tiny Dancer, um, because so many of the points in the book, you elaborate on them so much uh, in a in a much deeper way. Uh, the, the, to dance is very entertaining, but this book actually gives uh, some insight into your mental states, uh, really into what. You know what it takes. What it takes to make it. I mean, yeah. to, to kind of the. Uh, um, uh, so, in some ways, did the two books kind of have a different purpose? One to introduce young people. Another. Yes, I would say definitely a different purpose. This, the first one was like a, you know, it was a love letter to ballet, um, and 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 also a hopefully um, more of an inspiration to people who love ballet or love doing anything uh to you know 
do it 100%. Follow your dreams. And, 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 uh, and this is, a, this is what it, what it's like to try to be a ballet dancer, um, for anyone who's, who was interested in that. Um, this story, I would say the, the, well, the, the first purpose of it was actually personal for me to, um, to revisit that time and mm-hmm. update the story in, in myself, um, in a way that, you know, there, for a long time, I was unsettled about what had happened. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I felt, I felt a bit like I had not been so kind to my younger self and, and maybe thought of myself as, as, uh, having failed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really felt like I, I wanted to, to look at that story and try to, try to heal some of that in myself and try to update that time and look at it and still, and, and, and what I came to was that I actually am still 100% happy that that's, that's what I did and that that was my life at the time, even though I'm not dancing, uh, you know, mm. in my twenties anymore, um, and not, not professional. It was still a really, really great way to grow up. Yeah, I mean that, I mean that is one aspect of the book I'm interested in that that the uh, into uh tiny dancer because you do also map out the social and the psychological matrix of the commitment and the people you encounter within this world that forges you that or that takes your ambition and your passion for dance and and, yeah. and turns you into a professional so right. maybe you can talk a little bit about that very early in the book you talk about uh friendships uh, and your wariness of friendships and maybe your mistakes in terms of friendships all of this is kind of yeah. um i mean this is the part that is sort of just outside the dream the, right yeah. <laughs> The stuff top of the world. There's a lot of, yes, there's a, there's a, there's an aspect to the book, um, that is like, well, you know, you can love, you can love nothing more than dancing as a small child and not realize what, what you can do with it and what it's going to take. Um, and then you just keep going and all of a sudden you find yourself you know, dancing five or six hours a day, every single day, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. training to be a professional dancer where you had no idea that that's what it was going to involve. Um, and, and for, for a long time, that was fine. I, I, that I loved that. There was no problem doing that. It was not a burden. It was not difficult, but then at some point it did become, it did become too hard. And I, and I didn't have the, um, energy and motivation to, to, to train that hard. It, it is an athletic training. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's, it's like a, it's a sport, but it's a, it's an art mm-hmm. that is very, very athletic. Well, so you have to train like that. Well, this is where I come in because, and I'm going to bring Mark in here too, uh, because I mean, I don't, I know nothing about ballet except that I've seen, I've seen probably two live performances and I was blown away each time. I don't, I don't know what the ballet was or anything. Well, I think one of them was in graduate school years ago, but the, you know, as a sports nut, the athleticism, uh, of the discipline of the art form, uh, of this classical dance, it's, it just, it's eye popping. Um, yeah. I mean, part of that figures, I guess, in, um, what happens to you later in the book. Yeah. With the injury. Um, yeah. uh, uh, so I guess what I, I yeah my question to Mark is 
the, the both books are full with these wonderful drawings of Sienna performing. And, and of course, in the first book, there's a great sequence where uh, you think you were a football fan at the time about the Miami Dolphins. That's uh, right. I, yeah, I was. That's one of my favorite parts of that book. I still think we still think we have the only ballet book with a football scene in it. I think you may. I'm not sure, <laughs> not sure but I, you know that's one of our claims to fame. <laughs> but maybe talk a little bit about Mark about how you two work together for the for the artwork for the drawing. How yeah. you bring you know in in some cases you know your drawings almost look like they could be animations. You know. Um, and uh, because you 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 seem to go through all of the steps um, at the at the what the bar I I don't know how to say the word so you're gonna have to help me here yeah yeah, yeah. At, at the bar the class the beginning of class is at the bar and then you go into the center and do the center work yeah well what's weird is you know, the first book the first book first of all you know at the time I had really just started I had gotten my first break like two books earlier. You know, my yeah. first picture book was Sea Dogs, and I, oh, and, right. I, and I was, mm-hmm. you know, and I think I I was somewhere in the course of making to dance is when I started for second, uh, if I if I remember mm-hmm. my timings. Oh, it doesn't exactly matter. So that was, would be what two thousand six or two thousand seven, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like you know, leading up to the launch of for second, mm-hmm. the start of our family, and I was <laughs> like getting my own career kind of you know up and running and in in. in books, you know, and, uh, my, you know, I really like with something like sea dogs, I was kind of in my comfort zone. It was like cartoony little dog characters. Right. And suddenly this book was, first of all, we were thinking mainly of a girl reader primarily. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of looking for a more feminine style, uh-huh. you know, that was like the comics. I mean, I grew up with the French tradition of comics, so it's not as muscular as like <laughs> yes, the superhero <laughs> comic. But it's still, it was a little more boy kind of minded. And there I'm doing like loose open lines and it's watercolor. And it was really, I was really not sure of myself. And weirdly enough, you know, that book was what, like 60 pages or something? Uh, I think it was 80, 88. Good. Okay. Well, the- yeah, the first version was a little shorter, in fact, because we oh. had a special edition that added uh, a lot, like 12 pages. Yeah, the special yeah. edition has, like, back matter with uh, some really Oh, fun, well, maybe that's uh, it. Yes, because that's what, cause I just reread it, like, the other day. So, yeah. Oh, so well, the new one that came out, like, last year, I think it was, was, like, the 10th anniversary edition of two Tiny years, of To well, Dance. Well, it was two years ago. But it's out now. That's it's what out, matters. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's To Dance, uh, special edition, and that has a little after section yeah, true. with some really cool um, photo album stuff. You know, it's like it, of, of Sienna's yes, kind of memorabilia. Great. Yeah. It's great. And I also got a chance to kind of clean up and update and open up the layout of the oh, book so that mm-hmm. it, it is longer. Remix. The this is the remix. <laughs> it's the remix. Right. It's the kind of like director's cut. Yes, know? okay. <laughs> so we got to do that, which was really cool. And... Then, but the original was only about or that. That yeah. ended up being about eighty. And the original might have been sixty something. Yeah, uh-huh. sixty or seventy pages. But it was pain all the way for me. <laughs> it was. It was pain, and it was like I didn't. It's a bit like if you start running one morning, and then you know after a mile you you discover like you're in a marathon. Yeah, yeah. Well, any pasta last night? I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. And I, it was like that, and Sienna was like. <laughs> 
at the time, you know, I was like, okay, I, I finished one page, but then she would go back into that page and be like, okay, this kneecap is, is turned the wrong way. This ankle is okay. all wrong. And I'm like, it looks fine to me. And she's like, no <laughs> That's way. Not That's there, not valid. Well, I, there is a discipline here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like not okay at all, you know, so, and I, I had to correct like hundreds of, you know, hands and ankles and things. It's, and it was hard. It was like painful all the way. What's weird is like this book, which is like 250 pages. 200, yeah, 200. How, how many pages is it? Uh, yeah, I've got it right here. Yeah, hold, let's see. It is 250. Yeah. Uh, plus. Yeah. Right. So it was like around 257 pages, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah 258 pages. Wow. And and weirdly, this one was so much more of a pleasure. It was actually interesting. Oh, the yeah. drawing part. Like when I was actually mm-hmm. doing the line work, and I feel like, you know, for myself, I was growing, and I felt like I was coming into a, a, a quality of line that I've wanted to, you know, get to and capture for mm-hmm. years, and I felt like suddenly. It was kind of flowing, you know, it was in the, in the flow. So that was really cool. But meanwhile, for Sienna, this one was, you know, it was a brutal process. Like I think for her, you know, partly facing ghosts and her Mm -hmm. demon way and, you know, pulling this out of herself, it was a healing journey. And I felt like I was, um, kind of bearing witness, but also kind of giving her, a little theater, you know, to, to do this in, you know, so it was like a duet. It was this, Mm -hmm. it was, but it was Sienna's performance. And, and I felt like I was there to, you know, and she would, and some, some of it was her giving me texts. Some of it was Mm -hmm. giving me movements. You know, some of it was like a a graphic novel pas de deux, if I may say so. (laughs) Yeah. That's the only term I really know. (laughs) Which so I, Calvin, <laughs> so I, I wanted yeah, to that insert was, that. Red, that's just that moment. You set me up perfectly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my, you know, well, my follow-up to that is, of course, is that uh, did you use photographs? How did you do this? Because, you know, it's interesting. I mean, one of the great, you know, to, to bring in another, you know, probably dubious reference, one of the great uh, superhero comics artists, Steve Dicko, uh, you know, one of the things – uh, when, uh, that I recall from being a child, cause I, you know, I, I read those comics when I was a kid, um, was how he would choreograph fight scenes. And I, I had never seen anybody do it quite the way he did, cause when, when he dropped Spider-Man into like a big, you know, gang of things, he would kind of, in a sort of time delay, he would sketch out all of the figures of Spider-Man as he punched out various guys in sequence. So you could kind of see from one end over several panels how it yeah. how it went out. So I, mean, I sort of detect a little bit of that, you know, in what yeah. you're doing here, where you show Sienna as dancer in various stages of a lot of things that I don't know the terms to. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I think that um, mostly the the positions and the steps and mm-hmm. the and the and the actual choreography of what's shown you know me dancing other people dancing was um it it, it kind of had to be a, a specific mm. uh step movement and so like it either was what was being talked about would would uh dictate that 
or if I was describing having watching some of my favorite dancers doing certain things like Swan Lake, mm-hmm. Giselle, or Beeman Variations, um, we would end up we would end up watching excerpts, a lot of clips. We we, we looked at a lot of dance clips, and um, and then I would kind of say, yeah, I think that part would be a great part to show, or the, you know, or if it was going to be in the classroom, depending on what part of the class it was, um, I would kind of suggest like. Okay, this one's going to be turning. This one should be um, legs up in the air, and you know. And so, it would it would kind of uh, be part of the of the setting was was something I had thought of. Um, but then he would have to actually put them in that position. Well, there was actually there was a couple layers to it, which was like you know I think what one of the really interesting challenges here is is using comics. You know, mm-hmm. in because comics isn't quite the same as illustration or or photography obviously but mm-hmm. but it's, it's still static images and we're talking about movement but comics by design is about movement and it's about kind yeah. of time right so it's sequential as as we know but mm-hmm. so what I was doing with the dance was I was trying in many of the scenes like especially when Sienna's getting into some of the inner uh, the inner feeling, like at one point there's this amazing thing and this took a while to kind of find like what's the visual handwriting to go with this where she talks about this royal feeling that comes over her when she dances, right? And, yes, yeah. That's and a that, really beautiful so the, part of the book. Yeah, thanks. I mean that, that was, it was lovely how it came together but it was like, yeah, that's, that, that section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was like, Okay, getting first of all the bodies right, you know, so there's poses, mm-hmm. there's steps, there's, there's certain positions, but then there's more, you know, there's like, how do you evoke both the unseen feeling and yes. also that sense of, like you were saying with Ditko and like, you know, the sequence of Spider-Man, mm-hmm. it's like how to get through a bit of before, a bit of after. Absolutely. And, yeah, absolutely. You know? And just, and turn it into, into, you know, visual poetry or visual music, if that's a, can be, if that's yeah. a term. I mean, that, I feel like that's what we were. We were trying. We were trying, that, you know, yeah. and th- there's like a scene, one of the, the really simple solutions that came up is like, there's that scene with the black swan mm-hmm. and prints between the white swan and the black swan in, in Swan Lake and, and, and there's like this thing which, and it took, a, it seems really simple, but it's like the way there was something that Sienna kept telling me about or showing me actually. We watched some of these performances and she was like, look, look how she goes like all angular and how she flicks, like she flicks her wrists, you know, and like, and we tried to, to find a way to show that. Capture you know, the comics <laughs> can use these little extras, you know, to, um, but I, that the flicking of the wrists and the sharpness of her movements. Mm. I do some stuff in in those sequences. Mm. Well, I love it because I'm looking through the uh, the section of the book where I think you said, and I think it's in that um, there's a, uh, a there's a, several sections of Sienna dancing, and I think she says something where quote I extend beyond my edges, and mm. it's just uh, you know it's just a phrase that captured my attention, and and what did you mean by that? And I think you were talking about just dancing in general. Yeah, well, especially du- during the, those kinds of steps, which are the uh, they're called the adagio steps. They're or they're the they're the slow 
and lyrical and ex, uh, extension parts of dance where you lift your legs up really high or you're holding your leg in a position that's kind of crazy, you know, athletic splits and things like this. I but see. at the same time, you're balancing. Um, but, but what I always loved about those parts and what, what I meant by that was that, um, well, most of the time the music uh, the music would really move me and, mm. and it would, and it would make me feel like, uh, suddenly energy and, and the music and my love of it mm. and the feeling of being able to do those things would all just happen and make, and kind of make me feel bigger or make, grow out of the actual physical steps in, in terms of, I felt mm. like I was filling space with something beautiful and that was such a great feeling well i i certainly think there's a metaphysical edge to art uh it, that probably you know kicked in at some point um so oh, this yeah. is a, so well this is a good point now you did one of the things i did want to ask you that there's an awful lot of terms and i, I did want to get you maybe to talk about them you mentioned adazio so those are slow movements and i was going to ask yes. you about extensions um, oh, yeah, that's when you lift your le- lift mm. your legs up. Um, either to, you can go front, side, or back, but it's usually like you know very high legs. Like when you have a good extension, that means you're lifting your leg up really high, or like in a split, or you know something I like see. that. So, yeah. um, tell us about what's a triple pirouette, and how okay. and and can you do it in both directions? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. Oh, that's so funny. Well, it's a turn. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of turning in ballet, and a pirouette is a, just a, a a way of turning. It, there's you go in a certain direction, so mm-hmm. you know that you have mm-hmm. to go. Is, and this, are you on point when you do this? Are you on your on your toes when yeah. you do this? The, the, yeah, the, the scene that where it's being shown in the book that I'm getting to get to the triple pirouette is on point, but you can do them all, uh in what's called demi point, which are soft shoes like on your ball of your foot as well. Um, the, either way, so uh, so triple pirouette means you you put your leg up um, and you're on one leg on point, and mm-hmm. the other leg is usually bent, kind of like at your mm-hmm. knee, like this. And you go around three times, and you spot your head. You have to spot the same position, so you don't. Oh, get I see. You see people snapping their heads when they do that. I see what you. Yeah. Go around three times, and then you put your foot down without kind of you know falling off. Without, without <laughs> wobbling, or yeah. Right. So that, and you know, um, for me, getting to do a triple was a big deal. <laughs> some people can do four. Some people can do four pirouettes. Some people could even do five pirouettes. But you know, for me, that that was a big accomplishment. And so, you know, you you, you pretty much have to turn. You have to do pirouettes in almost every ballet. Usually, it's a very common step in almost all choreography. Um, and then I think there's another part where I talk about. Um, where I talk about jumping and doing grand jetés mm-hmm, um, sure. mm-hmm. and jumping. And those are the, you know, the big traveling across the, the whole, you know, stage or, or room jumps where you really, you know, go far and high and try to do mm. a split or a turn in the air. All right. Now, yeah. let me ask you this. What are character shoes? 
Oh, character shoes. Well, they're, they, you, those are the shoes you, you can see there. They're these black, <laughs> in, in ballet, they're these black shoes with a little heel and a strap that goes up. They're almost like Mary Janes with a heel. Mm-hmm. You see them a lot on Broadway. They, they would be, those are the kinds sure. of shoes oh, mm-hmm. that people tap on yeah. for tap, for tapping. Like they're tap shoes without the taps. Um, and in ballet, you have to learn how to do a lot of character dancing because, um, you know, the classical, Pieces often have mazurkas and shardash and Russian dance and those kinds of folk dances as part of the part of it. So we had to take character classes. So these are but these would, are like dancers that are like a chorus. They're in the background. They're supporting dancers. Yes, right, right. Those are usually like you know, in the story ballets, they're often the, the visiting dignitaries from around the world. Or, you know, or the peasants, or the, the the peasants, possibly the peasants, or the princes, or the you know the mm-hmm. people that come from other countries will do character dancing in the court. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not ballet, but it's often mm-hmm. part of ballet ballets. Well, I, I bring this up, of course, because this is a this is a point of disappointment if i'm not mistaken in the book in in to dance oh, yeah. as as you you yeah. know reckon with uh as i recall your injury and you're you're you're, yeah. you're approaching the crossroads i think right right the casting of every year the school of american ballet has this thing called the workshop hmm. and it's the end of the year performance and and it's, you know we call it workshop so that that part is when the casting of workshop is going on and it's definitely not as good as getting a ballet part to get a character, you know, to have to do a character part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so once again, the, this book puts so much more context around you, uh, and your, your dream. Uh, so I have to ask you more because this is in, 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 um, to dance as well. You know, the discord in your family at the time and moving back and forth. Can you talk a little bit about that? What was dance? Uh, I mean, in some ways you, had this in your mind, but you still had your dreams, so you just kind of pushed ahead. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, coming to New York uh, for to follow my dream was was actually, um, you know, part of it was was the beginning of my family never really living together again. Because when we came here, uh, my father still uh, he continued working in Puerto Rico and so he would come back and forth and 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 well it was more like visiting he would be here for just mm-hmm. a short time and then he would go back so most of the time it was really just um my my mother and I living together um and they you know and that caused the fact that they weren't together living in the same city um caused even further disruption mm-hmm. and separation with, mm-hmm. which had already been uh, starting when we were living in Puerto Rico. And so, you know, they actually ended up having a very, very bitter and, um, contentious divorce that went on for many, many, many years. And that was going on during this time, sure. as you, you know, as it in, in Tiny Dancer. Can I, can um, I just, and, can I leap in for a second just to ask, just sure. to add to your answer? At a certain point in the book, it does seem as though your your mother takes your love of dance as an opportunity and somehow to maybe get some control over her own life which is the book seems to suggest that she's feeling like she has lost control yes well i think it was a, i think it actually was an opportunity to she she never wanted to move to puerto rico first of all um 
and and she she they she had been living in New York before they got married, and I I think she really wanted to come back to New York, and this represented an opportunity to do it, um, and so she definitely jumped on that you know that possibility, and um and then you know later on during the divorce, I, I definitely feel like ballet offered you know at, at, at times it was um it was really a way to um. It was a way to escape um, the pain of, of all of that happening, for sure. It was a, it was my, you know, my world where I could just get away from all of that at times. Also, I, you know, it was, um, it was definitely something like to throw myself into, for sure. Mm. Um, which, you know, which I think partly. With partly was because I, I I loved it and wanted to do it, but also partly was because I, um, you know, I I I didn't I didn't have such a a warm and loving um, family life. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, it, it 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 just is. Once again, the book has. Um, it, 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 this, this dream is at the core of it, but I, uh, I, I think very often, sometimes books leave out the fact that, you know, the dream, to get to that dream, there's a whole bunch of obstacles, there's a whole bunch of challenges, uh, yeah. that have to be navigated, and, and the, the, this book kind of adds all of those ends in ways that I think, uh, to dance maybe sort of goes around it, and you sort of suggest it and then you move on, but you really yeah. sort of open up, uh, in Tiny Dancer, and, so that sort yeah. of adds another patina of understanding and interest in, you know, what's driving you. And of course, in the end, your ambition. And, and I'd like to ask you about that because you do see, and you, you've already touched on it a little bit, your own ambition, uh, to achieve your dream actually seemed to cut you off from perhaps, uh, maybe another version of the dream. You, 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 you had, and you, you wouldn't accept anything but to be a dancer for New York City Ballet. Right, right. That's very true. And that's something I really wanted to put in the book, even mm. though, um, you know, it was very hard to face the fact that it was it was actually not, it was not so pretty that my 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 response to, you know, to, to repeating a level of that I had missed because of injury, instead of thinking, okay, well, you know, I, I have to, I do have to work um and make up for that time, and it could be good to go back and do that. Instead, I was, I was, I was more embarrassed. I, I my pride would not let me do it. I didn't want anyone to know mm, that no. I, that, you know, they were doing that to me. And, um, and also at the same time, I, I really didn't, um, that, you know, when you want to be a dancer, there are, there are many, many, many different places that you can dance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, I just didn't, I, I really didn't look into it. I just mm. thought, well, if it's not going to be that, then I'm not going to do it anymore. And that, that was not, you know, that was definitely a, a kind of a, 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 a dumb teenage. Well, I won't go into what happens in the book because I'm going to leave that for you, but, but you, 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 you took matters into your own hands <laughs> to, 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 to describe it in one way. Um, yeah. Uh, but once again, it just, it adds another, uh, level of just, like, reality to these, you know, to the dream of, of being a great artist. 
So right. I do want to ask you about um, because so many of these ballets come up, and and I, I think our listeners, if they're like me, they would like to hear a dancer talk about. So we hear so much about Swan Lake. Can you tell us briefly? Uh, why do we all know who what Swan Lake is, even though we may not know anything about ballet? Okay, well, um, Swan Lake is basically the it's the height of what classical ballet is, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it is basically one of the most beautiful uh, pieces of choreography of the classical uh, canon. And, um, it, it's, it's also an amazing, uh, contrast role for the main dancer where she has to really, she has to play two parts, completely opposite types of dance, completely t- opposite types of movement and personality of the character. So they have to act, dance, mm. and, you know, and, and move it, it, as, you know, two completely different characters. Uh, one is very, very, soft and lyrical and beautiful and the other is very uh flashy and uh kind mm-hmm. of does really hard hard you know tricks and you have to be able to do both and and people love the music i mean you probably everybody knows a little bit of the swan lake music mm-hmm. just from hearing it it's very very famous and quite beautiful uh parts of it are very beautiful music um and so um it's just i think it's it's really it endures because it actually does have some things that are worth enduring. Mm-hmm. There's also some things, mm-hmm. many parts that are that are that don't hold up. I, I think. And what I would use, <laughs> what I when I was a teenager is I would just kind of purposely. I, I knew exactly when the second act started, and I would just get there late <laughs> purposely <laughs> because I I didn't want to see it again. I didn't, you know, it's like how many of that kind of thing can you see? Um, so, you know, uh, but it's just, it is, it is really an amazing part for a, a ballerina. All right. To- All right. Just a couple more. Now, at one point you, um, and I think this was actually in to dance, but, um, there's a section about theme and variations by Balanchine. Yeah. So what Balanchine- is that? Uh, in Tiny Dancer. Okay, so Balanchine... That's a Tiny Dancer, excuse me. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Balanchine um, took classical ballet and just... And basically pushed it into a new... A whole new area mm-hmm. where it had never been before. Um, and so he innovated uh, and and changed ballet completely. Mm-hmm. Um, theme and Variations, though, was actually his tribute to classical ballet. Uh-huh. So it's it's a it, it, it's not one of his uh, modern modern pieces, um, but it's um, it's a very also a very very difficult part uh, for the dancers. It's 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 incredibly challenging. Um, and so you know when you're a young dancer, you're just kind of like I can't believe what they can do there. You know, like, I can't believe they can do that. Um, and uh, and it was always one of my favorite. Um, ballets. It's it's not very long. It's only like 10-15 minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, the, both the male and female lead have to do about six or seven completely, you know, amazing um, pieces of choreography. Great. I love it. Okay, and I have one more because this was also very tied in, if I'm not mistaken, to the tribute dance to Balanchine when he died. is Symphony in C. 
Symphony in C was um, one of my favorite ballets. Balanchine, it's a uh, it's a four part. Uh, it's it's the structure of it is dictated by the music. It's a Bizet symphony by by Bizet, George mm-hmm. Bizet, and it has four sections. And each of the sections of the symphony has a completely different group of dancers that comes onto the stage and dances. Um, the adagio, which is of course was my favorite kind of part to dance. Uh, is absolutely gorgeous, and Suzanne Farrell uh, was the most famous dancer of that adagio. Um, then what happens is, and it's it's um, it's the music, it's the it's the the way, it's the dance, and then what happens is at the end, all four, everybody who's in has been in the four different sections of the ballet comes back on stage, and you have like what looks like a hundred dancers all doing the same mm-hmm. thing at the same time to this very, very fast music, um, you know, spinning and jumping, mm. dancing all all on the stage at once. And it, it's just really rousing and exciting. And so I, and they always end with it because yeah. it kind of makes you, like, want to just jump and dance out the, out of the theater yourself. Um, yeah. it's, it's kind of an exciting ending. All right. That's this is this is great, Diego. I'm trying to give I'm trying to give our listeners the complete ballet experience. <laughs> yeah. So, so wow. we're gonna I want to jump back into the book here now because we're uh, we're getting right, uh, uh, to the end of our time. But um, uh, you made the decision that you're going to do something else in your life, you, uh, and you go to college. Now, I assume this is where you meet this guy. <laughs> That's right. We did meet. We met at Brown uh, after about a year, a little over a year of being there. So pretty early on. Yeah. So you know, and college was an adaptation for you. College without dance, as a, you know. Yeah. At the beginning, I, I did start dancing there after a couple mm-hmm. of years. I yeah. I, I I ended up majoring in theater, speech, and dance. So. um I did get involved in the dance department a little bit, um, mm-hmm. but not right away yeah. at the beginning. And we met. So, you know, definitely, like, without that happening, my life would be completely different. <laughs> so And mine. Yeah. And, 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 and the both of you. So, well, look, as we're going, I'm going to have to wind this up now, but I am curious now. You, you've moved into dance education. Is that um, – so could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, well, I've done quite a few different kinds of things with dance education. Um, one is um, on the administrative side. I was I worked at American Ballet Theater um, in their training and education department and ran um, this all of the summer programs and their the beginnings of their year round school when it was first starting for you know the next generations of teens who want to study dance. Uh, I also, you know, have uh, taught both uh, creative movement, not really ballet, but more just the, fun, the beginning fundamentals of the joy of, of moving around and dance with little ones. I've taught adults, you know, uh, who've never danced before ballet, uh, and um, oh. and just enjoyed all of those different kinds of, of uh and also some labs and researching. Oh, yeah, that, that's right. That's right. I had a group, uh, an experimental choreography group where we were researching uh, world dance and, and all kinds of uh, different kinds of movement and music for a while. So, yeah. So, you know, and I still take some dance myself now. So I still do it for fun. Yeah. 
Well, it, yes. Well, I, it, it was obvious that dance would never disappear from your life. Uh, yeah. even though you, I guess you had to come to terms with, uh, how you would address the dancing. So, wow. Um, look, this has been a, well, it's great to talk to you about the book. Um, it's great, uh, to just be, you know, to, to have this insight into the discipline. Um, I guess that, that, that was there. I have one more question. Yes. I have, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Were you about to say something? Yeah. I, yeah, I was, I was just going to say it was interesting. A whole bunch of different little things you mentioned in the course of our conversation today mm-hmm. where, you know, you talked about like a duet between us. Sure. And it, mm-hmm. in some ways, you know, it's great that you're kind of getting Sienna to open up about ballet because it, it, it was a duet between also dance and comics, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. the fact that it's like yes. comics that we're working in here was very much, you know, it was a specific thing, you know, and, 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 uh, so there was this interaction between the language of ballet and the language of comics, which to me was, was a fascinating, uh, experience. You also, it's funny because many times you referred to the dream mm-hmm. and there is a kind of a dream component, you know, and, and I should mention, you know, I, this was my first project working with an assistant on backgrounds, a very, very talented Aberskin. Uh-huh. And what was really interesting was that, you know, it took a while in working with Abe. It was a bit like, you know, exploring a bit more of the model like manga authors use sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But it was like, at first, Abe was trying to kind of mimic my line work. And and I was really clear that this, you know, especially New York in the 80s was like a character of its own. But it was meant to feel more dreamlike. Mm-hmm sit back. So it was actually quite a lot of experimenting to find, it's almost like a backdrop on a stage, you know, or a a kind of a background in an animated film where it's like, it Mm. it kind of sits back and it's supposed to be just defined enough that like a memory, like a dream, but not more, you know, so it's not like none of it is hard. You can can kind of see that in some of these scenes here where... Those, those ones are almost like very you know, landscape idea, you know. It's like uh, kind of or even it. here where you see. I think yeah. this is a sense of what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, and yeah. you mentioned it, uh, um, Sienna, early on. I mean, New York City, uh, and that, and that, of course, that's catnip to me. New yeah. York City uh, is a character in this oh. book as yeah. well. Yeah. And your love of New York City and being in New York City, I think we could all talk about how. The city yeah. has affected us. Yes, yes, yes. So look, well, look, this has been great. Congratulations on the book, Tiny Dancer, uh, by Sienna Cherison Siegel, uh, her co- her collaborator in so many things, Mark Siegel. Look, thank you both for being on More to Come. Thank you so much. This is so has been thank so you, fun. This was thank this you. was fun. 